Rape culture um, is a, a system of, of policies, pop culture, institutions, um, just kind of the world around us that, whether kind of implicitly or explicitly, condones um, sexual assaults. Um, and that may be through a victim-blaming headline that suggests, you know, a woman shouldn't have been drinking or shouldn't have been, been out. Um, or maybe it's a, a school policy that doesn't go far enough to, to punish sexual abusers. That's all part of rape culture. Order in the court? Order in the court? Hiya, Madison speaking. That was an audio clip of a Judge Gavel hitting a sound block and an audio of Jessica talking about rape culture. Jessica's an American feminist writer. Jessica's written many books like He's a Stud, She's a Slut, which discuss the double standards of men and women when it comes to sex. Jessica expresses in the book Missoula how women do not get raped because they weren't careful enough, women get raped because someone raped them. Missoula by Joan Crocker is a must-read that is infused with details and stories studying the criminal justice system, how rape in college is handled, how assault victims are treated in this world, and the impact it has on society. I'm Madison. I'm Taylor. I'm Shamari. And I'm Cassandra. And we were reviewing Missoula in this podcast. Hey, Taylor speaking, and I wanted to talk about one core subject that drew attention to us in the book Missoula. Author John Krakauer includes the opinions of biases and insensitivity within the criminal justice system that affect court cases. Specifically, rape cases are the lead up to unfair justice to victims and other members of this felony. This specific detail in the book, quote unquote, the constitution therefore offers strong guarantees for the rights of the accused, but no corresponding protection for the rights of crime victims, quote unquote. And this does not justify any victims that have been harmed from assault, which really reveals how the justice system seems to protect those who have been accused instead of those who are the most affected in the situation. Personally, I think assumptions made by society are that women are the most targeted and vulnerable in assault cases, and for that reason, most women who have been assaulted never bring up their cases to court because... Quote unquote, when you have a victim who is willing to go the distance and you shut her down, what does that say to other victims? Don't bother. When cops and prosecutors fail to aggressively pursue sexual assault cases, Kevin argued, it sends the message to sexual predators that women are fair game and can be raped with impunity. Quote unquote. As a result, opinions made by the criminal justice system not only make women even more vulnerable, but it makes a foundation to other victims that bring up their cases pointless. This clip features author John Krakar on CBS News affirming that there are a lot of common cases where unreasonable evidence is involved against the victim. One of the cases, the woman who, after she was raped, she drove the rapist home. That's which, right. Which police then used against her. That's right. The, the defense attorneys for the quarterback used that against her. But in fact, the psychologist who was an expert witness, Dr. David Lisak, pointed out that that's pretty common. He's seen that a lot, just that kind of So thing. the question is, why do they do it? Thanks, Taylor, for that interesting topic about insensitivity and bias in the American criminal justice system. The point you made about that Kevin discussed in the book when cops and prosecutors fail to aggressively pursue sexual assault cases, and the result of this message were very informative and something where everyone should take a step back and look at. Next, we'll have Shamari. Hey guys, Shamari, and I really want to talk about the effects acquaintance rape leaves on the victim, rapist, and overall community that Krakaka reveals in Missoula. 
Did you know that more than 90% of all rapes in the United States take place between individuals who are acquainted in some way, and the vast majority of them are carried out by a small number of unpunished rapists that are highly likely to commit that crime again? With that being said, the somatic and emotional repercussions of acquaintance rape are no smaller than stranger rape. This results in rape victims being highly likely to develop PTSD, which is a psychological disorder marked by persistent emotional stress from severe psychological shock, causing them to possibly change their educational occupation plans, develop other mental issues, and completely change behavior. Victims often require support from family, friends, educational institutions, and possibly law enforcement officials. Author John Krukocker writes the opinion from Dr. David Laskett, a clinical psychologist considered to be one of the nation's foremost experts on acquaintance rape. Failing to aggressively prosecute rapists like Frank doesn't merely harm the many victims of acquaintance rape. It also does tangible harm to the general public. When men like Frank repeatedly rape and get away with it, Lastic said, their behavior comes entrenched. It's obsessive. In this next CBS interview, author John Kukwaka talks about the ignored occurrence of acquaintance rape and the traumatic effect it can have on a victim. Life. That was the case for Allison Hewitt. It was her best friend since kindergarten. Mm -hmm. She'd never been romantically involved. She woke up one night to him raping her. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is the reality of rape in this country. Uh, and there's all these myths that if, if, if a woman is being raped, she'll fight to the death. You know, if she didn't, well, that proves she must have wanted it. Well, that's nonsense. Women, there's many reasons that the trauma of being penetrated in your most private parts right. by another person is so different than other kinds of trauma. Thanks, Shamari, for shedding light on how rape doesn't merely just affect the victims. It affects society as a whole. Lastly, we will have Cassandra. Take it away. Hey, guys, it's Cassandra, and I wanted to talk about college and the advantage of football players have when it comes to certain topics, in this case, rape. In the book, Croker implies that most football players have higher advantages than most people in their school. Better said, they have better privileges. Quote, in Missoula, grizzly football players ex exist in a realm part where this is a pervasive sense of entitlement. University of Montana fans, coaches, players, and their lawyers accept and often receive special dispensation. One would be they can act bad and get little to no punishment by law or their coaches. For example, when Donald and some of his teammates gang raped a drunk girl, keep in mind, they took advantage of her just because she was drunk and raped her and said it was all consensual. So therefore, they weren't charged. Another one would be when three gross football players sexually assaulted two girls, which they had actually drugged, and that case wasn't prosecuted which is very messed up, and the fact that they were drugged. Thankfully, these cases were later investigated and brought to light, like Crocker said. Among these 350 cases the DOJ looked at, they found that the Missoula prosecutors almost never prosecuted a case that involved drugs or alcohol. Well, drugs or alcohol are present in almost every acquaintance rape case. So, you know, and that's common too, because it's so challenging to prosecute rape cases, especially in a town, a college town like Missoula with a very good football team and football players are elevated, you know, they're gods. To, to get a jury who will convict a football player in a place like that is very difficult. So the prosecutors can't get convictions because jury, 
juries all love the Grizz, the Grizzlies. Uh, so prosecutors become jaded. The police become lazy about investigating sometimes or resign because in, in Missoula, even when they give prosecutors sometimes signed confessions, the prosecutors wouldn't prosecute. So it's this vicious circle, this uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. And, you know, no cases are prosecuted unless they're absolutely slam dunks where there's no question. In the end for that amazing and powerful discussion about college towns and the privilege of football players because it is something that isn't brought up often and needs to be because of the impact it has. So now we just want to discuss how the book affected us and its impact on our moral slash views. Masola has greatly impacted me in the topic of rape. It has showed me the effects of rape in the wake and shape of victims' mind and even society's mind. It has showed me the bias in the court system. Before this book, I never would have really thought of these factors discussing rape because I wasn't really taught about it in my family. It has opened my eyes and taught me a whole new perspective, and I am thankful and proud of the girls in Mosola who were able to find their voice in music. Mosola had a great impact and opened a new point of view for me to how rape cases in society are handled. It was fascinating to read about the factors and opinions taken into account with finalizing who gets justice or not. It really made me think of how much courage victims have to be in these cases. Overall, I think that this book was really great, and if you want to learn more about court cases, specifically rape cases, then this book is definitely recommended. Hey, this is Shamari again, and I just want to talk about how Masola really opened my eyes to the real statistics of rape, specifically Clayton's rape, and not just what the justice system and society wants you to believe. It made me truly understand how much strength these victims have to have to stand up to the standard rape case process and produce change. It really showed me how much the world is really against in covering up concept of true rape. like this one including people I know personally where a girl gets raped by someone they've known and trusted for a long period of time and honestly it's no surprise to me because the close friend that rapes them or sexually abuses them in the way without consent are usually bad influences and have more power and control but it really depends because you are never going to know who will do such a thing so it's more of a you never know kind of thing like I said. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed. We are the oh, review crew, yeah. <laughs> and we are signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.